Are the naysayers being proved wrong? Uh, Dare we whisper it that Brexit is working? Well, our Remain establishment in Britain are absolutely determined that Brexit should be shown to be a mistake. So pretty much anything that's happened that has been bad news, they've, they've wanted to blame on Brexit, the, the temerity of the people for doubting the wisdom of our Remain establishment and daring to vote for Brexit. But the reality, as you suggested, is that Britain's not done too badly. Our economy is, has grown roughly at the same rate as the German economy. Um, We've done okay. We've taken advantage of uh, a new defense deal with America and Australia. We've joined the uh, new Pacific free trade bloc. But I still can't but suspect that we've not taken full advantage of the opportunities that Brexit offers us. There's still so much more we could do. That Remain establishment I talked about earlier doesn't want us to make the kind of changes that we're now free to make. We're still, for example, subject to the so-called GDPR regulations on data management, which are holding back our country. Why? We've left the European Union. America doesn't have GDPR regulations. Most of Asia doesn't have GDPR regulations. Why can't we get rid of those? The truth is that our Remain establishment are so indoctrinated with this idea that we should shadow Europe, we should follow Europe. They don't want us to take full advantage of the freedom that Brexit gives us. And that, our own homegrown pro-Remain establishment, is the real problem that we now have to confront. Were you disappointed, Douglas, to hear this week that the government are going to reduce uh, that bonfire of EU regulations and rules? Uh, It's not going to be, I think, the 4,000 various acts of micromanagement that are to go, but rather 800 or so. I I was very disappointed for two reasons. First of all, um, Kemi Badenoch, I thought, was a sensible minister capable of thinking for herself and standing up for what she believed in against her civil servants. But apparently that doesn't seem to be the case. I was particularly disappointed because her reason for not implementing these reforms, for not getting rid of the 4,000 EU regulations that we're now free to get rid of, and saying we're only going to try and get rid of about a quarter of that amount, is because she said that her civil servants told her we shouldn't get rid of those regulations. Well, excuse me, What were you expecting your civil servants to tell you? Of course your civil servants are going to want us to remain aligned to Brussels. That's what they've been doing for 40 years. That is their their very frame of mind is that we should comply with EU regulations. The whole point of having a conservative government is that we have ministers, Kemi, who stand up to their civil servants rather than passively telling the voters what the civil servants will and won't allow you to do. So I, I was rather hoping that we would have ministers by now in positions in Whitehall who are prepared to overturn the failed Remain establishment thinking and control their civil servants. But sadly, it seems as if this government is too often controlled by its civil servants. Yes, Minister, that very famous TV series from a few years ago, unfortunately, it is not a comedy anymore. It's a pretty good description of how the Remain civil service in Britain operates today. Come on, Kemi, wake up. It's like like a documentary, isn't it? I've got to ask you about this 4% figure, though, a projection by some economists that Brexit will affect the British economy to the tune of 4% of our gross domestic product. It is a projection. Are you having that figure? I'm very sceptical about economists with spreadsheets forecasting things. They've got a history of being wrong. Um, Similarly, when people try to 
forecast, you know, the trajectory of a virus or, or the trajectory mm. of climate change. They end up being spectacularly wrong. What we do know is that the European economy is becoming less and less significant. I'm talking to you from the United States, where you know the average American is now 40% wealthier than the average Brit, the average European. Um, I'm talking to you from Mississippi, the poorest state in the United States. This year, Mississippi's per person income will overtake that of the United Kingdom for the first time ever. There's a world of growth and opportunity outside Europe outside the shadow of Brussels. And the sooner that Britain realigns, and it's begun to do this by joining the Pacific Trade Partnership, the sooner we do this with a free trade agreement with the United States, the sooner we start to regulate our industries the way the United States does, not the way Europe does, the faster we will grow. That, that's what we should really be talking about. We don't need any more lectures from the kind of failed economists who warned us against democracy in the first place. Um, we, we, I think, need to actually look beyond um, beyond those sorts of forecasts. Uh, let's talk, Douglas, about where you are, the United States, uh, one of the most watched, most compelling broadcasters in America. I think at least three million viewers a night. Tucker Carlson has been fired by Fox News. Take a listen to a video he recorded after that news emerged. When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. Douglas, why has he been fired? An incredibly popular and well-watched presenter. And what does his sacking um, mean in terms of the implications for free speech in the West? I was actually talking to Tucker on Friday night, um, about 48 hours before he was um, news came about of, of his departure from Fox. And he gave absolutely no indication of, of anything awry, of, of, of being aware of anything pending. Um, and we were actually talking about the very themes that he had in that short video clip about the importance of telling the truth, about the importance of basing political positions on the world as it is, not as as, as the world we want it to be. I, I'm slightly stunned that Fox has got rid of him. Uh, you may be aware of the fact that Bud Light in America recently launched a campaign that insulted their customer base and their sales tanked. Fox News, to me, seems to have done something rather similar by getting rid of easily the most popular newscaster in the United States. I don't think we've heard the last of Tucker Carlson. I think actually America needs him, Britain needs him, the world needs to hear. He's, he's, he's often quite skeptical of the claims of all politicians. He's as, as skeptical of Republican politicians as of Democrat politicians. He, I think, is pretty fearless in speaking the truth. And clearly, I, I suspect in the, in the words of that, that, that movie I watched a while ago, some people just can't handle the truth. Um, they're trying to silence him. And in doing so, they're actually trying to silence a lot of middle America. They don't want these opinions to be given airtime. And I think that's concerning. But I suspect that Tucker Carlson will be as popular in five, 10 years time as he is now. I'm not sure I could say the same for Fox News. Speaking of popularity, Douglas, the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, is in the UK. He met the foreign secretary. Uh, tell me about this guy's chances of becoming president. Would he be a good president? What's your appraisal of this freedom-loving governor? I, I also happen to 
run into him um, a few days ago too. And I think Ron DeSantis is he's uh, a conservative in the way that Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher are conservatives. He believes in free trade. He believes in the free market. He's committed to this idea of America's founding principles. He's an optimist. He believes that America's best days lie ahead. He has single-handedly turned Florida from being a Democrat stronghold to being a solid conservative stronghold. And at the moment, he's behind in the polls in the American primaries. He's he's clearly behind Trump. I wouldn't rule him out yet. I think he's got a lot of he's got a lot of uh, supporters. He's got a lot of funds. Um, I think he he's in with a chance. I would take him seriously. He's he's well worth listening to. He may or may not be the Republican candidate in uh, the next election, but the kind of conservatism that he believes in is the future for American conservatism. It is very different to the MAGA type of conservatism. I think it is uh, fundamentally. I think it's the only way to build a winning conservative coalition in America. Um, I think he's good news. I'm a big fan of his. I wish him well. And it's great that he is meeting UK government ministers. I I hope incidentally when he's in London, they're talking to him about a free trade agreement, because I think he's the sort of person who might actually be able to deliver on that. And if it's not him, there will be future generations of Republican leaders who will be able to deliver that. Yes, I mean, he's less divisive and a more coherent leader than Donald Trump, isn't he? And he famously said in one stump speech that... Florida is where woke goes to die. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be anti-Donald Trump. Donald Trump, to be fair, you know, won an election that no one was expecting him to win. And, you know, I'm not going to be critical of him. I, I would simply just say that DeSantis has built a new coalition. People who have never previously voted Republican are now solidly conservative in the way that Ronald Reagan created a new conservative coalition DeSantis has created one in his home state. You have the first and second generation Americans voting for him, not because of what he says about foreign policy, but because of the retail proposition he offers them with things like school choice. And it's by offering domestic American voters a compelling conservative proposition like school choice that we're going to build a future conservative success story in America. DeSantis clearly gets this, and he's shown that he, he can do it in Florida. I think if he was given the chance, I think it's no question if he was the Republican candidate at the next election, he would win pretty comfortably against Biden. But, you know, I'm, I'm probably the one guy in this state of Mississippi who doesn't have a vote. So let's just wait and see what happens.